Okay, where do we start? Everybody all around the world, every single boy, every single girl, found a way to shake those blues, lacing up their freaking shoes, yeah. heading up to Geocache. Geocache Talk Podcast is sponsored by FTF Magazine. FTF Magazine can be found at ftfgeocacher.com and by IB Geocaching Supplies. The best site for geocoins, cache containers, and much more can be found at ibgeocaching.com and by Cashly. Cashly is the foremost geocaching app and can be found at cashly.com. Please make sure and let these fine sponsors know that you appreciate their support of the show. Well, hey, everyone. It's time for Geocache Talk. Whether at work, in the car, wherever you are, we hope you enjoy the show. Please give it a like and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play so you can get all the weekly Geocache Talk goodness. Big thanks to the Travel Bugs for the music and our patrons, Doug Jones, Joshua and Caleb Slinkard, Tom Brotherman, Jeff Arbaugh, Deborah Burris, Joshua Johnson, Nick Hubbard, Andrew Teepkin, Cecilia Perez, Sidney Sawyer, Valena Mahar, Jane Jewell, Dano Pugach, Memphis Mafia, Craig Michelle, the Geo Gearheads, Zach Fick, and the Deadliest Cashers. That's a long list. I want to make it longer. So if you'd like to become a patron, head on over to patreon.com slash geocachetalk for more details. Patrons get path tags, coins, and other geocaching swag during the year, as well as invites to special events only for patrons. Support levels start at as little as $3 a month. Well, let's get started because we've got a huge show tonight. Um, so let me introduce first my co-host, uh, Sydney. Good evening. Good to see you. And Jesse. Good evening, Good evening everybody. So um, I got to get used to that. I'm, I'm so glad that you guys are with me. Uh, but we're this is only like show two, three, something like that. Three? Yeah. Three? Yeah. Okay. Yep. I am. I'm still thrilled that you guys are along for this. So still, okay, good. Still, still. I'll let you know when I'm not. But right now I am. Uh, <laughs> so a um, couple uh, show notes. Um, we talked about a couple shows ago, and then last week again. But we're um, getting closer to having uh, GTU Geocache Talk University. Uh, about ready to go. Uh, Jesse, did you want to you want to mention a little bit about GTU? Yes, GTU is going to be some classes uh, to get a little deeper into geocaching and for to hope all of us together can kind of elevate our own game. I think we're going to start off with the first class, a uh, little sneak preview. It's going to be uh, about where I goes. Shocker Yay. for anybody that I already know. <laughs> um, Hopefully we'll have that up soon. We want to wait to debut it until we have it at the right level of quality to really be an enhancement to the game. Yep. But we're getting close and it's going to be fun. Um, you'll be able to go through a, the actual class. You get to answer questions and then you get, you'll actually get credit at the end. Uh, you get your little uh, transcript, transcript uh, all put together and um, you'll get to graduate at some point. Uh, whenever we say you can graduate, <laughs> no, we give you an idea of how many classes you got to go through for like associate's degree and a, a regular degree and all that. So coming very soon. Uh, also tonight, it's kind of hard to see, but we're all wearing our geocache talk shirts. There we go. Yep. There we go. There's Sydney's wearing hers and Jesse. So, um, somebody mentioned, uh, asked me the other day about, um, shirts and if you want to buy a shirt you can um go out to the website geocachetalk.com slash shop and uh buy a shirt and some of the proceeds obviously go right back into the show to provide things like you know the coins and path tags and various things that we have here uh that, we're, that we give away uh, during the show so anyway let's uh, let's enough of that Let's jump right into the show because you guys don't want to hear any more about shirts. We want to talk to Rebecca. So let's jump right into show number 39 for Sunday, March 5th, as I welcome 
our friend Rebecca Blair to the show. Welcome to Geocache Talk. Thank you. It's good to be with you. We are so glad that you're here with us. Um, it's just so cool to, 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 to have people on the show that are like, you know, stars, you know. I don't know about I don't know about that, but uh, but I do enjoy what I do very much. And yeah. uh, this this film, if if anything, is going to be successful mm-hmm. and make me a star. This may just be the one. Yeah. It's a good film. real oh, good film. Yes, yes, we're going to talk all about it tonight. This is really great, uh, and talk about. Uh, different things you've been involved in. It's been been interesting to uh, to talk to you and to hear about things. So that'll be kind of fun. So let's actually kind of kind of step back a minute and go back to the beginning. And when did you sort of get involved in media? Because we're going to talk about several things that you've been involved in. Uh, mm-hmm. So when did you first kind of get started in media? Besides, because you did other yeah, things in movies, be- yeah. Uh, pretty much right out of high school, I okay. um, I moved to Texas. I was in Arlington with my uh, husband. We weren't married at the time, but we were short a few years later. Right. And uh, still married, you know, still together some 30 years or so. Yeah. Wow. Um, but I was working as a spokes at the in the 80s, it was called spokes model. I don't know what they called all of them now. <laughs> Spokesperson. I don't know what's politically correct now. But yeah, I understand. For a fitness equipment company. And um, so I would do radio interviews and uh, travel around the United States and Europe and promote the fitness equipment. Um, came back from that, went to college for communications, started working immediately in, um, in the background. Uh, I, I loved all aspects. So I was behind the camera shooting football games, which was a real hoot because I didn't understand the game. So trying to find that football with that camera was a real, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't have, that. I didn't have that job for very long, but I ran the audio board and, and, you know, things like that. Worked on some telethons. Um, so after that, I, um, I got a job in real television and worked um, as a reporter and anchor for um, a number of years and got to do some terrific uh, documentary work. And yeah, um, so uh, pretty much every day. Cool. So um, I want to do want to mention before we get a little bit further is that, you know, you're uh, as far as uh, one of the things that, I found, and you can kind of correct me if it's not right on IMDb, but mentions you're an actress and writer. You're known for, of course, Treasures coming out, uh, a couple other movies, uh, Mother Torn and A City of City of Mermaids. So, uh, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. But so um, we're going to talk, I guess, a little bit of uh, this is kind of interesting uh, about your time in uh, Ohio. So, um, uh, Sydney, you have you have some questions for? Her. Yeah. Um- you were just saying you you were a news anchor, so you were. Um, you said you did some documentaries. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you did there? I did. I worked for WTOL, which is a CBS affiliate and number one in the market for many years. And uh, for a brief time while I was there, a matter of just a few years, they had it in their um, um, budget to be able to uh, produce some documentaries outside of the United States and within the United States. And I was able to do work in New York City, in New Hampshire, in uh, Morocco, North Africa, in Central America, doing a variety of uh, documentaries. Um, One about young juvenile delinquents uh, who were on a rock climbing mission um, as part of their therapy. Uh, This was kind of a last chance for them before they went to uh, juvenile detention. And so the story followed many of these kids as they, uh, as, as they were trying to transition from that very, very bad lifestyle to more of a trusting relationship with uh, their mentors and so forth. It was a really 
eye-opening experience for me to see these young people that were so distraught and in trouble and to see a few of them come out of it, you know, right. after just a week or so. It was amazing. And then uh, did some medical mission trips um, where I followed along with the doctors and nurses and was able to show the before and after of some beautiful people in Africa and in Central America who needed not only cosmetic, but life-changing surgeries, life-saving surgeries, um, and followed many children. Um, and that was just a beautiful story as well. Operation Smile was the group of doctors and nurses mm -hmm. that I traveled around with. And I love it. I'll never forget those uh, experiences. And, uh, and then, of course, Jeffrey Bean, a, a famous designer of men's clothing primarily, although he had a fabulous line of women's, um, very pricey, very expensive, um, you know, pretty dresses and things. And he was um, being recognized at the Metropolitan Museum. Oh. Um, and so I went to New York City and did a whole background story on Jeffrey Bean and uh, tried to make the, the, um, the show a little bit humorous and had a terrific photographer that I hooked up with on this uh, particular job and just had a lot of fun with it. You know, really, um, Jeffrey Bean, rest his soul, he was um, so open and so willing to spend time with us and to send a car for us. And, wow, you know, just that's awesome. Like it, was, it was great. I really, um, I think out of all my time in television and in the news business, those trips were uh, by far the things that I'll remember the most and really appreciate. Um, I've been a voiceover talent for 30 years. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. So that's something that I've kind of kept going all the way through everything, all the transitions. Um, and I didn't really start acting as a, as a career until just about three or four years ago. Before that, it was really hit and miss. <laughs> right. And I was right. I, I love to write. So I was writing some films. And oh, very cool. Rebecca, it sounds like you've had some pretty amazing experiences. You uh, mentioned rock climbing in there, and I think I've heard that you are actually a rock climber and may have some stories to share along those lines as well. <laughs> My younger brother, Joe, and I, we, um, we went back to New Hampshire where I had been on one of the documentaries that, that I reported and produced. And um, we... We made it to the, the top in record time. The guy that was leading us or um, uh, guide kind of thing. The guide. Yes. Mm -hmm. The guide that was with us. He signed this faster than anybody else I've ever been out here with. But uh, we were climbing in the white mountains and my younger brother was the first up to the summit and he, <laughs> he pushed himself up over, over the edge and apparently um, tour buses drive through this mountain and um, that's one of the places where they stop so everybody can get off the bus and look around and see all the scenery. And they had been told that sometimes rock climbers will come up the side of the mountain. So when my brother's face popped up over the edge, they all busted into this round of applause and scared the brain out of him. I thought he was going to fall off the mountain. <laughs> That's awesome. So that was a great, that was really funny. And, um, and then uh, another time I was climbing in Arizona, the Camelback Mountains, and um, was used to the granite, loved to rock climb uh, in the Northeast, had never rock climbed um, in Arizona mountains before. And it's quite a bit different. Uh, they crumble under your feet, you know. And yep. I I took a big slide and and I wouldn't even try to guess how far I went, but I was pretty banged up when I finally stopped. Oh, <laughs> and oh no, Camelback Mountain. But um, but yeah, and so I was banged up the knees and the elbows and had um, cacti in me 
all over. <laughs> wow. But, uh, you know, it was an experience. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you could say that's, yeah. You can't, now, you can't laugh about it, then I don't know. Right, exactly. 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 Yep. Um, so there's been, uh, you've, you've done several films. Um, we want to talk about a couple, and then we're going to get into Treasure. We're actually going to show a, a short clip of the movie, and then we'll sign and talk about uh, your role and some uh, and just we're all big fans because we just uh, my wife mentions in the ch- mentioned in the chat room, and she also she'll mention to me because um, she'll like well uh, now who's on this week? I go Rebecca's on this week. She goes oh she was so good in that movie. It's so <laughs> so. We've all said that. It was a great character to play. It was yeah. a, it was just a wonderful character to play. Yeah, we'll talk about it in a second. But first, um, tell us a little bit about moving on. Was a short that you did. Um, tell us a little bit about moving on. I wrote moving on and produced it, and uh, a young man named Chris Truini was the uh, director, and um, a terrific editor too. Um, and great with After Effects. So we were able to um, produce a short film that looks extremely high quality with a lot of things going on um, that were many times done in After Effects, um, such as the storms, mm-hmm. the heavy rain that you see in the film. Um, those were in After Effects because cool. you can't always wait until it really rains to shoot right or uh, or have some big like big studio like a big uh, set with rain. right so some of that's yeah like you said you, you could you can sort of use some of the tools and kind of not have to to have that kind of thing but to make exactly it, but still end up with something of quality that's really cool it ended up doing um pretty well in film festivals and um the audiences um really enjoyed it very much. And what I enjoyed most about it was that was a film that I wrote for my son. My, my son, Jr. is an actor and has been in um, several films. Um, the one he's most notice, noticed for is the Three Stooges movie um, that, that came out in, I think, uh, oh gosh, 2010 maybe? Yeah. 2011? Right. Um, he played a singing, dancing orphan in that film, and uh, it was adorable. And um, and then he was on the TV show Army Wives, which I think aired on Lifetime. Um, and uh, he he played a character named Dustin on that show. So he has experience, and I wrote this film for him because. As an actor, you have to keep up your um, your demo reel. I mean, you, you, you have to constantly be updating it. And so um, many times actors will produce their own work um, simply for the purpose of keeping their material updated. Um, and he needed something more recent, and I wrote that, and then the woman that I had cast to play his mother, um, she had to have knee surgery. Oh no. And be in the film. Okay. And uh so we um my son came to me and he said, I don't know why you're not just doing this, Mom. And I said, Well, I, I wasn't sure about you. I didn't know how you would feel about me you know being on set with you. Um you know, I was going to, I was planning on as the writer, just kind of being in the background, right. not saying anything, you know, letting the director handle things. But he, um, he brought it to my attention that I may just be perfect for that role. <laughs> so, um, <That's> sweet. <laughs> as it turned out, as it turned, it was very sweet. And as it turned out, he and I work very well together. Um, he's very professional. I w- it opened my eyes as to, um, how talented and how professional he is on a set. And that was really cool to see. That was wonderful. Um, so it, that was a really special film. 
because I got to work with my son. Yeah. And then you did one with some guy, Chris Williamson, not quite sure. Um, <laughs> which yes. he's in the background. We're gonna I'm gonna make him come I'm gonna make him get in the in the screen here in the in the, the scene yeah. here in a minute, but but not yet. So um, y'all did a uh, you were in a you were the lead in a mother torn. So talk a little bit about mother torn real quick. That was another film that I wrote, um, and it was you know, I guess going back thirty years plus, mm -hmm. um, adoption was something that um, was kept very private, and uh, you didn't. You did, in fact, when children were adopted, many times the adoptive parents didn't even tell their own children. And then years later, the children find out and, and suddenly it's a problem, an issue. Right. Um, there's a trust thing there. Mm -hmm. And uh, my, son, my husband and I adopted our son at birth. And, um, so, and we have an open very open adoption. We are in touch with the birth mother and she's, we call her our angel on earth because <laughs> she's such a beautiful person. Right. And um, so we were very blessed with our adoption and I wanted to do this story. Um, you know, mm -hmm. when a, an adopted child suddenly arrives on your doorstep and you haven't seen the mother hasn't seen her in, in forever since she gave birth. That can be a very tricky and uncomfortable situation. Sure. Uh, the daughter, the, the child may want to forge a relationship. The parent may not want to, you know, um, and that's what this story is based on. That's what a mother torn is about. It's um, kind of facing your own demon in a way because as much as the mother which i played in a mother torn as much as that character wanted to wrap her arms around her her daughter and say i'm never letting you go right she had to have enough strength to say no you have good parents wow you have good parents That's you know awesome. they love you and you need to go back there because I don't have anything to offer. So um, it, it's, it's a very touching, a very moving kind of um, story. And I think a lot of people can relate to it, especially um, people who are maybe my age and a little bit older mm -hmm. who have gone through an adoption and are just finding out, or maybe a few years ago, just finding out that they were adopted and, and searching for their birth parents. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've, we personally have a lot of that. Uh, uh, Susan's trying, has been trying quite a bit to find out more about her father who was adopted. And unfortunately uh, there was a lot of that was kept from the family. Uh, and so a lot of the information has been lost as time has, has gone on. And so it's very difficult to try to find you know, information like your records were sealed. Yeah. And after all this time, if you had gone through an agency, the agency's closed up, burnt right. down, you know, and the records are gone forever. And that's really a shame yeah. because it is wonderful to reconnect. I mean, yeah. um, in most, in, I wouldn't say most, but in many cases, mm -hmm. um, I think that everyone involved yeah. um, would like some kind of closure, some kind of, okay, I know that you're okay now. I know that you grew up, you're healthy, you're happy, you have a family of your own. Yeah, right. absolutely. Well, that's, that's wonderful. And there's, um, there's several, but we're going to get to treasure now <laughs> because, uh, um, or we could go on all night. This is a, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated. Or I'm, and I'm, but let's, let's talk about treasure. Um, so what I want to do is um, talk a little bit. I'm going to give sort of a summary. This is something Chris put on IMDb. Um, so I'm going to um, read the, the summary and we'll talk about uh, talk about your, your role in the movie. But uh, the summary of the movie is uh, Erica, 
was played by Ansley. And, of course, uh, we had Ansley on a few weeks ago. That was a lot of fun. Um, she finds herself in trouble, has to do community service at a soup kitchen, which you run uh, yes. just so she can stay out of jail. She meets Ryan, played by Matt Mercurio, uh, and they grow close while geocaching and doing the soup kitchen, too. A game played with a GPS-enabled device that allows you to download coordinates to caches hidden by other players. Erica, Ryan, and her widowed father, Ethan, learn lessons about life. I think Angela learns something, too, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, about life, to, to trying to do things that never they never thought possible. Together, they discover the meaning of life. It's isn't so hard to find if you're looking for it. So um, we're going to show the clip here in, in a second. Um, uh, Jesse went in there to, to get everything queued up on uh, so we can show that uh, particular clip. So um, let's see. Let me let me flip over to him and we're going to watch the clip now. Hey, there you are. Make sure we have plenty of time. Okay. Do you remember my dad? Yes, hi, you got he's gonna volunteer today. Nice to see you. Good to have you with us. I hope you don't mind, but I bought a couple of spices to add to the recipe. Like what? It'll be good, I promise. And if it's not, I'll do dish duty for a week. Okay. You got a deal. You brought your own apron. It was her mother's. Look at that. Okay, where do we start? Um, After you. <laughs> there you go. So um, that that was that was fun. And uh, how how was um, doing the soup kitchen scenes? I think were were great because um, uh, you know it it's it just kind of neat how you were. Uh, um, you're kind of like the glue for this little this little group of people. Absolutely, you nailed it. Yes, um, Angela. Angela has one priority in her life um, until later on. Yes, <laughs> but that is to run the soup kitchen and to run it as a tight ship. And um, you know, she, that is her priority. That is what she lives for. She doesn't really have much of a life outside of the soup kitchen. Right. And she doesn't really, she's not real comfortable with change. I mean, the way she's been running it for all this time is great. Everything works smoothly. Everybody knows what they're supposed to do. Uh, the food is done on time at the same time every day. You know, she has everything in order. Yes, and I think what happens is, you know, there are people that come in and have to do community service all the time. Right. And Erica is no different at first. She comes in, she has the attitude. Angela says, uh, you're late. Yes, she does. Get, you know, I'm going to start you out with something easy. Yeah. And she sticks her in the kitchen scrubbing those big old pans. And, uh, <laughs> and so um, I think what, when that begins to transition into um, Angela feeling like this girl is deeper than this, you know, th this isn't a bad girl. This is somebody who mm -hmm. needs, some nurturing and some turning around and Angela learns her story. Yes. You know, she, the, her dad comes to pick her up and, and blurts out, you know, her mother died yeah. and she was with her. I mean, you know, it, and so there is suddenly a reason yeah. and all of a sudden Angela isn't as focused solely on the day in and day out of running the soup kitchen because her heart is tugging at her to to pay a little more attention to what's going on with this young lady, you know, yes. and um, and and this relationship starts to form, and um, they begin to trust each other, maybe a little bit. Um, of course, 
Angela hasn't had, again, much of a life outside of this place. So when she meets Erica's dad, you know, there's a little, and and there's a little electricity there. Um, (laughs) She, she's kind of smitten. I think it's an old fashioned word, but I think she's a little smitten. And, um, and, and that was real fun because John and I, um, John Hardy, who yes. played uh, Ethan, mm-hmm. Eric, Ethan, Erica's yep. father. Uh, he and I have known each other for quite some time. Oh, that's that's even better. And, uh, that's awesome. And, he, and his and his girlfriend and I have have known each other for quite some time, and and to work with him and actually have a scene where yeah. I'm blushing right. was so funny. It was so funny. That's awesome. You know, because we're buddies. You yeah. know, we wouldn't. And that's not the only film we've done where we've been kind of, you know. Oh, really? What was the other movie, by the way? Because I'm going to have to go see oh. that one. Oh, my gosh. I think it was Chelsea. Um, it was oh, a college uh, student film. I don't know uh, that it's available. To provides? Was it, called, was it called Provides? It, yes. Yes. <laughs> Oh, there! What I, I hear somebody in the background. I, I'm, hey, I'm up on everything here. You are up on everything. everything That's Rebecca. great. No, it's on your I am. It's on your. Uh, it's on your resume. So. Oh. Okay. I cheated. I cheated and looked at your resume, but. <laughs> but. Uh, well, you know. Uh, um. Uh, how was it working with John? Just to just. Uh, you know, uh, we asked Ansley. We asked Ansley about that, and I've asked Chris because I had Chris on back in the fall. And um, so, how was it for you working with John in this this kind of situation? You know, well, this, first this of all, he's he, he's incredibly professional mm. and um, creative, and so I enjoy being on a set with people that are like that. Right, you know. Um, and you know you you show up to work and you you have your you have your elbow jab in time and that's usually during lunch or dinner breaks right. and um, and the rest of the time you're working you're in right. character and you're you're doing your job and I find that working with John is not only um, pleasant from that aspect but he's so easy to work with he you know the the energy. Um, for instance, when we had dialogue together, you don't have to, it just comes so naturally. Right. Our conversations come so naturally, um, even though it's written, you yeah. know, and we read our lines. It just seems to, and that that's a credit to the writer as well. Um, Chris yep. did an amazing job writing so that it was believable. Yeah. We'll get back. We're going we're gonna to talk about Chris here in a moment, but I actually jumped ahead because Jesse has a question about just I, I got so excited about the movie. I just jumped right into it. So let's 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 backtrack again. I know people are going to be like, what? Where are we going now? We're going to go back a little bit. We're going to go back to before the movie was even made. So go ahead, Jesse. Okay. So I'm loving hearing about the behind the scenes look that we're getting to this. Can you tell us a little bit about the casting call, like from the very beginning, just uh, how, (laughs) how that went? You know, it's funny. Um, I had a film playing at uh, the Enzian theater here in Orlando. Was it, what, what film was that playing at Enzian? Chris is over here. It was uh, yours. It was my film. Was it, um, it was moving on. Yes. Okay, so I saw that film before I knew. <laughs> my introduction. So moving on was playing at the Enzian. Chris was at the Enzian and saw the film, and um, it came up to me afterward and pitched this movie to me. And immediately, well, the first thing he said was it was a geocaching movie, and I said it's a what? <laughs> because I had not heard of geocaching. I, I, what? What? <laughs> I, I really, I had no idea what he was talking about. But he explained it in in the whole, right. and so you know, it's a geocaching movie, but it's it involves this beautiful story about um, homeless and helping them and 
love interest and all of this. And I thought, oh, wow, that's, that's amazing. That sounds like a really good story. And um, so I, I mean, I'm not patting myself on the back or anything, but Chris saw something in my character in Moving On that he said, that's Angela. Right. <laughs> and, and I was off the part in that. And I am so glad that he was at the NZ in that day so that he could see me in, in Moving On because working on Treasure was one of the highlights of my career so far. And I think will be a highlight of my career from here on out. I mean, it was just a phenomenal film to be involved in. Yeah, but there's a little bit more to the story, too. Okay. <laughs> That's... Well, Chris, you want... Yeah, there he is. There's well, Chris. There's... Jump right in after... here. Chris Williamson, after, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the director. Okay. So the, the, that was when I, like... I started looking at her and then, uh, and then I had a friend who was for, yeah, I had a friend who was also casting a film and she had come to the casting for that. So I was keeping my eyes, my eyes peeled, but, um, uh, but I was out of the room when she came in to audition. So I missed it and I walk in right afterward (laughs) and then everyone in the room was like, you just missed the best audition ever. That's awesome. And no, I, I had uh, I had my acting teacher, an acting teacher was there, and everything. And they were everybody in the room was just blown away. And I was like, I was like, who was it? And they said, let me look, let me see Rebecca Blair. And I was like, that's the lady that I'm looking at. So, <laughs> so I reviewed the footage from the audition, and sure enough. She, Killed it. She killed it. So she ended up scoring a role in Testament. I did. As yeah. well as mm-hmm. my film, too. Because she's so good. That's awesome. And then there goes Chris. We'll get Chris back in a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's incredible. You know, I forgot uh, about that. I forgot about that. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that was pivotal because that's where everyone. That's was. right. I. <laughs> And then Marco couldn't wait to get his hands on you. After that, <laughs> for, for Tesla, no, hey, in an audition. So, yes. she, uh, so she had a callback where we. Re- oh, Marco it was really so fun! It was I. Oh, I wish Marco was at every casting. He he knows how to really pull it out of you. I mean, awesome. He's just awesome. He is an awesome uh, casting director. It was great. <laughs> I didn't get the role I was going after. They ended up going in a slightly different direction, but um, right. but I I was able to play an old lady, which was kind of oh, cool. That is, yeah. I got aged up with gray hair and and a, more wrinkles than <laughs> I currently. <laughs> uh, that's cool. You know, um, what's funny too is when we had Ansley on, uh, we we talked a little bit about. You know, like I said, you're the glue. You're the, but she also said that off, off uh, camera, you were kind of like the glue of the group as well, or the mom of the group. Is that? Did you kind of feel like you were the, the parent to 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 all these crazy wacko people during during this during um, the movie? You know, I don't, I don't remember feeling that way. I mm-hmm. do remember feeling like, dang, these kids are good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are not only talented, they're professional. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I, I think as a, as you know, an older actor on a set with several young people, naturally you're going, you know, sure. does anybody need a water? You know, let me go get them. <laughs> I mean, you know, what's yeah. <laughs> a mom? Always a mom, you know. Absolutely. But um, but I didn't really necessarily feel that way. But it's it's sweet that she that she thought so. Mm-hmm. I love Ainsley, and um, actually everybody everybody on set was just amazing, uh, really really good. Um, but what I thought was so cool was just that she was you know, kind of like a daughter, mm-hmm. you know, I just really enjoyed being around her and watching her work and the, you know, the giggle, 
you know, after sure. we cut yelled and we would giggle a little bit. It was just nice. It yes. was the whole experience was awesome. awesome. Yeah. Cause you know, uh, without getting into, we don't give too many spoilers away, but, um, you know, that's sort of a, you, you kind of play that sort of role for her a little bit, even in the movie where you're kind of, you go from, you know, and she does so, Ansley does such a great job at the beginning. You know, you really hate her at the, you really hate her at the beginning of this movie. I mean, you, you know, I'm looking at her like she's just another brat. Right. Here. And, uh, but you, but you, but you end up kind of, in a sense, sort of playing that, that surrogate mom in a little bit. I mean, she comes to you at different times and um, like yeah. the, cl- the clip we showed, you know, where she, she wants to try to, you know, she, she, she comes to you and says, here's something I want to do for the soup kitchen. And mm-hmm. you're kind of like, oh, I don't know about this at first, but you know, so um, just the interaction between you and all the various people is, is tremendous, but it is kind of interesting how Ansley sort of, or uh, Erica in the movie works her way, you know, into, you know, the soup kitchen. So um, how was it working with uh, Matt who plays Ryan in the movie? What, what's, what's that? What was it like playing with Matt or being in the movie? Matt, with Matt? is a, Matt is a very, um, uh, Low key. Okay. Here's a guy who, who has worked a lot, uh, you know, and, and mm-hmm. you would never know it. I mean, aside from his talent and from seeing him on TV right? to be working with him, you would never know. He is the most down to earth, um, lovable, huggable. Mm-hmm. I, he's just a nice guy. And you, and um, so humble. I mean, he's a very talented actor, and he has gone on to do a lot of really cool things. Oh, yeah. He's, uh, uh, he's going to be in a Tom Cruise movie this year. Um, yeah. You, you know, yeah. It, it's it, – and from what I can – and, uh, you know, this is – I don't know. Maybe it's a testament to Chris, although I don't want to give Chris any credit here, but uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. But it seems like that – you know, that – and you've been – you've you've – you know, being in the business, you know, not everybody, from what I understand, is like that. I mean, you get people who you always hear about people who do movies that are like they might be lovable on screen, but they're like terrible to work with. <laughs> yeah. But but you yeah. seem but it seems like people that you were able to work with on this movie were all, you know, great people to be with off screen. That is, you know, I hate to tell you, bud, that is a testament to Chris. When I went oh, to his okay, all right, we'll give Chris some credit. <laughs> when I went to his house and we were going over the uh, the script, um, <laughs> he had all of the headshots of the various actors up on his, on the wall, right? And he knew these characters intimately. I mean, he 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 of course wrote them, but he he knew these characters, and then. What we brought to them uh, matched up with or enhanced, and I would say more enhanced what he what he had in his head. Um, but the whole casting process—that's not an easy job because you not only have to make sure that the person is right for their role, but that the person's role is going to work with. The other characters right so if you don't if if you have an actor who you know might be very good at playing this character but may not be really good at playing up against another character it doesn't work you have this this clash and it's not it's not even really noticeable until you get your finished product and then you're sitting there watching it going Hmm. Something isn't right. You know, the the energy isn't there. Um, But it was there with everybody in this cast. Everybody. I mean, even the, even the the people who were extras or featured extras in this Mm -hmm. film, they were so happy to be there Mm -hmm. and, and so proud of this project. And, you know, I mean, they did their job. 
They, mm-hmm. they, it was phenomenal. There was no, I've been on sets where, you know, the, the people who have to sit around and wait a lot, which is often what the extra have to do. Right. Um, they get antsy, they get loud, they get, you know, mm-hmm. a little ticked off because, you know, they have to eat last and they have to wait over here. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and I don't blame them, but it is what it is. Um, these people were fully engaged and not only that, but we didn't have separate spaces, oh, not wow. on Christmas that we didn't have that. That's neat. Everybody, we couldn't afford that. everybody was, <laughs> we couldn't afford that. There was plenty of space where we were that if Chris wanted to run uh, the ship that way, That's he could true. have, yeah. and he chose not to. And, and that added to the family gatheringness. Well, you know, of, of everything. what you said about uh, casting, uh, you don't just cast roles, you cast relationships. Exactly. That's mm. what I was trying to yeah, say. Yeah. And you saw the reason that you saw all of the actors headshots up there is because I knew that I was I was putting together like a, a family for my movie. Right. So mm. they needed they all needed to be people that would yeah, that would just feel right together. So, mm-hmm. and that had to be done intuitively. And so I had them up on the wall for months. I dreamt about them. I, you know, thought about I them just, about us. just <laughs> to make sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, I, that's all I dreamed <laughs> about for a year was treasure. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's, I think some things happen in the unconscious mind when you're being creative, especially in something as large of a project as treasure. So, I just let it. I let the whole cast kind of sit with me mm-hmm. for a little bit before I cast everybody for sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. and made it fit. And a couple, you know, there were a couple headshots that came down off, and some that went on as it felt felt right as I came across the actors. Well, well, Chris and Rebecca both is it in that's. I mean, from what you know, that's that's pretty common, isn't it? That you kind of. I mean, because um, Chris didn't you. Um, Get back in there so I can see you. I can talk to. Him. Oh goodness! Jump back in there, man. Come on. I got it. so. Um, you actually had somebody else um, for the the part of Erica, right? And then you did you you made the uh, conscious decision to make a change, or was that not? Uh, no, she had to leave the project. Okay. So you had to make uh, a, make, she ended up going to school up in New York for acting. She had an opportunity come up. And, uh, okay. so, so we were scrambling to find a new Erica just like six weeks or so before the film, we were supposed to start filming. Wow. It worked well, out. Perfect. Yeah. It was crazy. We sent out a we sent out casting notices and got everybody that we could in right away. So uh, God, by the grace of uh, the good Lord, Hensley right. walked in, and it it was done. It was over. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and it, we got so lucky because she looked just like the parents we already had, John and Rick. Oh, yes. that worked out. And she totally like everyone's like. Are you sure she's not their daughter? Like the way right. that they acted and everything together too. It's just awesome. it perfect. Yeah, she and John, um, she and John have characteristics that are very similar. They do. And she physically looks a lot like uh, Liz, who played her mother, who, right. who died. Right. And uh, so, yeah, it, it was perfect. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and that's um, like you're saying, there's there's so many and this is, you know, I, I we've all we've, all all three of us have seen the you know, have seen the movie and, and just have loved it. And there's so many so many parts to, you know, like you're saying the the, um, the the there's there's all you know, there's the main story and then you've got all these branch branches of the story all the way down to, you know, without, we're not going to give away spoilers, but you've got, like, you're talking about the, we call them extras, but there's, there's stories within the extras. You know, yes. you got the the story of the, the, you know, the different people at the soup kitchen. Yes. That have sort of stories that come along, um, it, you know, in different, different parts to that. And so I think that, 
Um, that really is, I think, a testament because it can't be easy to have a story and, and to direct a story which has, you know, enough moving pieces, enough moving parts as it is without having sort of significant roles in these people that are not really, you know, like you said, are just sort of they're they're extras to the story. But yet he's got these little these little roles and they've got stories, you know, that yes. are, they're carried out. There are definitely many layers to uh, to treasure. And um, the one thing that I would say that Chris, you know, clearly understands very well is if you're going to have a character, even someone with no speaking lines, but if you're going to invest in having that character um, be a presence, um, why should the audience care about them? if you're not going to give the audience something to care about. Right. And so, so um, Chris understands that. And so then he, he um, built in these beautiful backstories on several of our people who played homeless uh, people Mm -hmm. and, and they were interesting. Mm -hmm. I mean, and true, believable, Um, really, really cool. How, they make you care about these individuals, um, which I think is another another underlying message. Yes, um, you know, in the whole feature film. Yes, I I agree. You know, I've I've done I've done I've done work like that, and it's it's not been soup kitchen, but I've done feeding for the homeless and different things like that. And so, you know, there's. Um, People have a lot of misconceptions, and I think that Chris went uh, really went the extra mile to sort of in, a, in a, without really stating it. He actually did uh, a lot for um, in you know for understanding for some people that don't have the right understanding about about homeless. He really brought a face to um, to something that a lot of people. Because it's because it's not pleasant to to know about, but he brought a face to something that many of us oftentimes shut out. Yeah. Because it's it's you know it's just not a pleasant thing to know that people are suffering, and so um, I think that he he humanized it and um, and and made I mean. I cried during, you know, about a couple of these people who were not main characters in the story. Right. No, I, I cried about, you know, and so, yeah, he, it was, he did a very good job with it. It's very believable. It's, it's true to life. And he was able to um, put a message within another message within another message and have this nice package. Yes. Very, very much so. Um, well, um, we're kind of starting to get to the end. We're going to give away in a minute. We're going to do a giveaway in a minute because we have a winner for our coin. So we'll do that in a minute. But, um, Jesse or Sydney, I've kind of, uh, you know, taken most of the time. So I'm going to give it to you guys. Is there something that's come up during the time we've been talking that, that you have questions for Rebecca? Go ahead, Sydney. So you <laughs> okay. have a question there. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I don't. I was just thinking that. Um, so I've seen the movie too, and I was, you know, it's not just a movie about geocaching. You have all these different things. So it's you. You have all these different topics to cover, like talking about dealing with grief, with you know her mother passing, and how do you move on from that, and helping the homeless. We've talked about all these things. So that's just a really well-rounded movie. I think you cover a lot of different topics that people can, you know get some maybe some life lessons from absolutely yep i was just so inter- uh, interested in the backstory part i didn't want to interrupt but when you're talking about how much work goes into having all the characters interact and make that making that look realistic i think that's one of those things for people who don't work in in your industry that when you're watching a movie you don't notice it unless it's Unless it goes wrong. Right. This, is bad. Yeah. This, is, this is badly and, and done. This, I didn't even notice it until you were talking about it. And then I was thinking back because I've seen the movie as well. 
And I was like, yeah, those characters all just really played with each other so well in their stories that you didn't even think about it. You didn't even notice it. It was just made it believable. I, I think that was really interesting that you talked about that because we, we as watchers never think about that. So that was, that's why I wasn't interrupting oh, at all. Right. I thought it was very fascinating. You're right. And that's what makes this, um, this film in particular, um, like I said, I mean, th this is a film that should do very well in DVD sales, um, in, in many aspects because it is so well done. It's not, you know, a mega budget, uh, Hollywood produced film. Um, but you know what? Neither was the one that just won the biggest award in, um, in this country. Right. True. Yeah. And, um, so it just goes to show you that, um, sometimes you hit it. Yes. And Chris, you know, this was very close to him. I mean, he, he drew on his own personal experience um, in, I'm sure, many ways in writing this. And when he was on set directing, it was a heart project. It was, you know, and that was noticeable. And so it makes you as an actor want to work that much harder to make it happen for him. I mean, it, you know, and so it's, it's just a really beautiful story. You did such a good job and the camera loves you. The camera loves me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're just electrifying on screen. Every, every time you're on screen. Like, uh, some people just have that, the stuff, you know, and yeah. you've got it. God, I hope my agent's watching. Yeah. <laughs> well, we... We we would all agree, you know, in like we, you know, I'll give more more praise to Chris. I guess I will. But Chris did such a great job. I mean, exactly. I mean, look at her. She's fabulous. I know. She looks, she looks fabulous. Well, you know, and that's that is a uh, that is a tribute to to everyone that was in the movie. That you know, you uh, watching it, and you know, just you get so caught up and, and you, you know, you, 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 you really do get drawn in to the movie and not, you can't yes. say that about every movie, you know, there's, we've all seen plenty of movies where we're kind of like looking at our watch, you know, going, is this thing done? I mean, I'm kind of, you know, when are we going to get to the, when's the story going to, you know, get to somewhere? Whereas this one, in my mind, you feel let down at the end, like, <laughs> you know, right. Exactly. Um, you just, in, in a sense, you kind of, uh, we're I mean, not going to be spoilers, but at the end, you're kind of like, I want to hear more. Let's keep going. Yeah. So didn't you, Jesse, didn't you feel like you was like, Absolutely. I was ready for another episode immediately. I was like, I want to see more from the characters. Mm -hmm. Right. That's cool. I mean, you really do. You want to, you want to see more. Well, but we, again, we, we got to kind of start to wrap this thing up. Let's so, give the prize away. Yay. We're going to give away the coin. Yay. So here, here's the coin. So, um, show everybody um everybody's kind of seen the treasure coin but there it is i'm showing it so and then the back of it i got to cover up the little uh, we talked about tracking numbers it's got a little tracking number and this is going to somebody and it's so we don't want to give it away but there's geo geocat oh there's geocat geo kitty geo kitty so jazzy is so sweet jazzy yep yeah, yeah the geocat um so we we did a contest this week um to give the coin away where we had people do um some uh doing some photos uh with the geocache talk logo and we had one that was really cool we'll put it up on the website uh uh this week but the winner of this is a guy named neil moore um so neil um we're gonna need to get your uh mailing address neil uh and i will uh get this coin sent out to you uh very soon speaking of um things in the things about the movie um the movie is actually you even though of course nobody's really seen it yet trust us you want to buy this movie and you can buy the movie right now uh, if you go to treasurethemovie.com there is a link to pre-order the movie uh, on the front page of treasurethemovie.com, uh, 1999 in the U.S. and you can buy it international, uh, 26.99, and that'll cover the extra shipping cost. But uh, go to treasure, 
themovie.com and buy it and buy a couple copies. You know, as actually somebody mentioned earlier this week uh, on Twitter that they had bought two copies because they want to uh, keep one and then put one out into a geocache so other people can see it and then oh, pull some treasure. Wow, yeah. that's a cool idea. That's kind of a neat idea. So, you know, think ahead, you know, get you, get you two, get you one to keep and then one to give away in some, uh, some manner, uh, as we go. Um, and, uh, for folks that are, uh, wanting or, or are in the area of Texas and they're going to the Texas mega, um, this will be the, I think the first, well, not the first, this is, uh, Maybe the Chris, you'll have to you have to correct me if I'm wrong, but this will be the first private screening outdoors. Yes, and outside of Orlando. Yes, and and outside of Orlando, will be the first one. So, yeah. So Rebecca, it's going to be you're going to be uh, you're going to be shown on the big the drive-in theater. Drive-in theater. That right. is the coolest. Oh my gosh, I love it. Just like that is old, so fun. <laughs> just like just like the old days, and so uh, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take pictures and I'm gonna do video um, to, to and I'll send you guys uh, you know uh, you know the clips and uh, I'm gonna do some of that for Chris too. I'm gonna do some interviews, uh, but both Jesse and I are gonna be there. Um, Sydney's up in New York, so she's not gonna fly all the way down for that one. I know. But. I'm very sad. <laughs> But uh, there'll, be, there'll be other opportunities, Sydney. Yeah, Sydney's actually thinking about uh, if we if things work out, trying to work out places where we can do some more private screenings down the road. But great, great, wonderful. Um, well, um, do screenings at all the megas. I know we need to. You know, that's something. You know, whatever we can do, Chris, to try to you know keep the you know keep. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll talk to the ones that I know uh, about contacting and we'll get, you know, get that information, but uh, looking forward to this screening. It'll be uh, a week from Thursday. Uh, so um, that's going to be fun to see it up on the big screen. And so uh, and a drive in theater. I know. That's is... so cool. <laughs> drive in. I wish I could, uh, to see people's reactions to the movie. Cause we've seen it. We know what to expect, but they haven't. So now we're going to have a whole audience that's going to get to see it and we get to see what their reaction to it is. Yeah. I'm going to capture that. Uh, Jesse and I are going to work on uh, capturing all that uh, right afterwards too. So that'll be fun to get that initial reaction from the movie. Kind of like, you know, you see that once in a while, people walk out of a theater and they're like, tell us what you think of the movie, you know? Oh my right. gosh, it was awesome. So that'll mm-hmm. be, that'll be fun. Uh, that'll be great. Well, and with this, it's it's a great movie, even standalone. Even if you're not a geocacher or have never heard of geocaching, it's a good movie just by itself. But for people that are into geocaching, this is going to be one of those things that sticks around. This is going to be part of the you know the lore of geocaching for a long time because it's a movie, a good movie that features geocaching as well, our our sport and hobby. So I think yes. people are going to be really happy that they get to be at this screening. And it features it accurately as well, yes. I think. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. There's so few that, that have ever been done. And the ones that we've been done, we've talked about when, you know, when Chris was on, we talked about that are so poorly done or not even worth, there's no reason you'd ever want to see it. Even though it's geocaching, you're like, no, it's a terrible movie. Yeah. Um, and there's, and Chris has been really good. He's put some good Easter eggs in the movie. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah, so people are going to need to get. You're going to have to get your own copy because uh, you're not. You know, you're going to have to hunt through it and find the little, the little, the little trackables and stuff. So, um, you know, got to get you, that way. He is get you get you a copy of it. <laughs> yeah, uh, and he won't tell us either how many there are, but I know there's a there's a bunch, and I can, I've watched it a couple times. I can only find a few, so I'm going to have to get the copy of uh, on Blu-ray so I can kind of see all that too. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, well, wonderful. Um, Anything, anything, uh, last comments from, uh, from everybody? Uh, Such a pleasure to be on with you guys. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you, Rebecca. And, uh, again, just, uh, we just, we loved it. Go ahead. Jesse and Sydney, do you want to say? Just thanks for coming on. We, we definitely appreciate it. And it was neat for us that have already seen it to hear some of the behind the scenes stuff. 
it makes it even a neater experience for us. So thanks for coming on. Thank yeah. you. Thanks. It was great to have you on. All right. Mm -hmm. Have fun trip in New York and you guys enjoy, <laughs> enjoy the drive-in theater. Yes. Well, uh, coming soon to Geocache Talk, uh, next week we've got on Geo Paul. He is uh, in uh, England, and so we got to do a special time for Paul. Um, we're going to do a uh, – the show will be on at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time um, to accommodate – otherwise it would be in the middle of the night for Paul, and we don't want to do that to the poor man. So uh, he'll be on next week. Uh, week after that on show 41 uh, on the 19th um, – Sydney will report back on uh, the WV Tim geocaching seminar and gadget caches uh, recap on that day. Um, we're going to do a midweek um, show 41.5 on the 21st uh, where Jesse and I and uh, Sydney also we're going to do a little recap show <clears throat> from the Texas Mega. And then on the 26th, we're going to have on Ryan Semmel, who is the um he is in charge of the moga 2017 this year in manhattan kansas and so he's actually coming down to the texas mega so he's going to get to see the movie so maybe we could talk him into showing the movie uh in kansas um in uh, april but we'll have to work on that but uh again well rebecca again thank you so much for being on the show tonight it was just wonderful um hearing about everything and uh, i got we gotta go uh, catch some of those other of some of your other movies. I'm I'm fascinated now. I want to go see those. Uh, <laughs> so you. I'll see what I can find. If I can't find them, I'm going to email you and say, "Well, where can we find some of these?" So, um, <laughs> okay. Well, great. Well, uh, folks, uh, we hope you enjoyed the show tonight. Please email me. Uh, email us. I need to change that. I've gone through all our show notes and put because it used to just be me. Now it's us. <laughs> so please email us. Uh, uh, your comments um, at geocachetalk at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at geocachetalk and Facebook uh, at facebook.com slash geocachetalk. Um, I'm at uh, Gary Slinkard, all one word. Uh, Jesse is at at Memphis underscore mafia is his Twitter. And then Sydney's at Shermanator GC. GC. I got it right. Yep. Terminator GC. All one word. Um, mm -hmm. Show can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, as well as the Geocache Talk website. Don't forget to click on the subscribe button. I think it's this corner. Uh, so you can get the see, see and hear the show on a weekly basis. Until next week, don't just talk about geocaching. Go see Treasure. And when it comes out, buy the Blu-ray. And until then, though, you need to go geocaching. So good night, everybody.